You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL, and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, to my left, Graham Trainer, and on the phone joining us is Wahoops. You might know him as Gray Ellington, but maybe oh, you know him oh, oh, as Wahoops. I thought he wanted to be like Marlon's man and remain anonymous. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> yeah, so Gray is on the line. He runs the, what would you call it? How would you describe your Instagram page slash following, Gray? Um, I think it's just, you know, it's a one-stop shop for any kind of UVA sports news, but it's has a focus on basketball and football, uh, basketball mainly. Did you? And um, yeah, just, we take content from all over the internet and just put it in one place for UVA fans. And you said, you said we, you have an entire team, right? Yeah. Um, I'm getting used to saying we because I'm kind of transitioning right now. So the goal eventually is to have it be fully student run. Oh, and, uh, cool. Did you, yeah. Do you have to run that by anybody in the administration or all of a sudden you're like, Hey, I know y'all didn't have this in your meeting, but I run a social media platform and I need your students to run it. Do you have to, do you even have to ask permission? That's a good question. I actually tried to go through the media studies department because I was a media studies major at UVA, tried to kind of make it sort of an official program through UVA. But pretty much everything I've requested or inquired about with UVA has been either ignored or rejected oh. in not a very polite way. <laughs> really? What? Why? Like, hold on a I'm second. sure Tony, Tony Bennett's into it. Bronco's not. Bronco has no, no pull. Because football coaches don't know anything about who's social the media. Of, who's the president of the Virginia school now? Thomas Jefferson? Um, <laughs> it's, it's been a while. Canceled? Yeah. Um, I don't even know. I, I saw know. Ryan. The, Jim Ryan. Thank you. Oh, no. That was the mayor. I went to the pep rally after the 2019 Humble Brag. Went to Scott Stadium. Massey went to the game um, in yep. Minnesota. But I got to go to the pep rally uh, briefly because of a wedding I was going to. So it was a parlay. It was it was very fun. But the mayor spoke. Tony B spoke. Ralph. Ralph spoke. I listened to nice. Ralph. I like Ralph's Instagram. You went to, you went to the <laughs> national championship, right? Yeah, and I was just gonna say Ralph started to post a little bit more on Instagram, but and he's, he's been got his own podcast. It. He's a good boomer. But um, yeah, I was there. I was there with my family, and yeah, I can't believe it's been you know it's really as long as two it's years. Been, it, still, it still feels like it was not too long ago because we're still writing champs about it every day. Let's let's do <laughs> let's go down nostalgia road here. Although it's only two years away, again again one championship that lasted two years, and that's UVA men's basketball. Um, yeah. My first question when we won the national title is how hard did won, you who cry? Who won the national title? UVA won the national okay. title. How yeah. hard did you cry? How hard did I cry? You know what? I didn't cry as much as I thought. I, I definitely was shedding tears, but it was like, you know, it was more so just peace and like, peace yeah, I think peace <laughs> is the best word. Like, I just felt at peace because... You know, that's that's what I wanted. And that's yeah, it's what, like you're constipated and you wanted. just finally just sit down and it just comes yeah. out. And, and then, like, oh, <laughs> yes. The, uh, I was going <laughs> to relate it. Yeah, Great that's a professional metaphor. A funny, uh, or a, another side note about that night is, you know, everyone went to the bar, whatever it's called, um, 
in Minneapolis. Massey, did you I've go? I've been yelling. I was there. What's that? I said, I said, Massey, did you go? Did you guys rub elbows? Did you guys like shotgun a beer and kiss? I was going to bring that up because some of the Instagram coming out of Wahoops was like just like three tables down from the bar we were at, which oh. was like a rooftop bar. I'm like sorry, Texas I de- I, Jacks or something. Texas, yeah. Really? Sorry, I derailed Gray. Your uh, bar story, with dumb jokes. <laughs> now, was that was that was that before the national championship? Yeah, that bar during the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. I was I was just I was a wreck the entire weekend. I couldn't really eat a lot. I couldn't drink a lot. Besides the first night, um, were you and a then patient zero with I, COVID? <laughs> I just too soon. I was so nervous the whole weekend, and I mm. think mm-hmm. you know when it finally, when we finally won, I was out at the bar, was screaming so much, and I felt like my head was gonna explode. I've been waiting my entire life to celebrate a national championship, and I, I literally had to walk back home. I thought like my head was gonna like explode. It was, it was, but I was also the happiest I'd probably ever been. So it was a really weird. Uh, really weird night and then and i think i cried a little bit when i got back so well after after a dozen or so uh trips to the refreshment stand uh, at the end of overtime i just embraced my i have a twin brother and i embraced him and i cried and then i was like we got to get over to the fan section because we were sitting across the stadium and that place is a maze Mm. it took us like 10 minutes to get all the way around there Mainly because we're going up and down stairs, but we kept running into people that were just as fired up as we were, and we'd stop yep. and like high five yeah. and then continue on our way. Who is the most famous? I know Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, most famous Texas Tech fan. Who would be the most famous UVA fan besides Ralph Wahoops Sampson? or Ralph Sampson or somebody else? <laughs> I was gonna say Heath Miller. Walked Tony Bennett. Through, Start- Heath Miller walked oh, through Chris the crowd. Long, Chris Long. Heath Miller. Everyone, yeah, those, that's those, a good question. Those are both. They're, they're both there. I don't know. It might be me, but <laughs> I like that. When it, when <laughs> it comes to it, when it comes it. to Instagram clout, Tiki Barber, you're there. If it's purely based off fan, maybe it's me. But if we're throwing in a former athlete, then there it's, we go. Uh, I so, don't know. Tiki, Chris Long. Was Tiki there? Was Ronde? Tiki was there. Nice. Yeah. So Tiki probably he was on like he had like an ABC talk show and stuff. Brogdon was there because I yelled him at like five a.m. and that next morning in the airport. He was like a hundred people in front of me in security, and I just like <laughs> just yelled out, "Hey, Brogdon!" And everyone looked at me. Beside, like like ten people around me looked at me, and I was like, "I feel like a complete idiot." Dude, UVA alum, um, UVA alum athletes are effing handsome. By the way, Brogdon. Just think about all these dudes' faces. Chris Long's face. Beautiful. I just remember Tiki was wearing a bow tie and his of course, sweater. Of course. <laughs> Come yeah, on. he was looking good. Don't embrace the UVA culture that much. I was, TG. I was a, be more. Rad I was a. Than I was a Ronde guy for sure. Won a Super Bowl. A little different. A little more like rough around the edges than Tiki. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Defense <laughs> wins championships. Let's talk about Wahoops a little bit. You said you started this. When did you start the 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 oh, fan page? Age, sex, location. We'll go with that first. Okay. It was a couple days. It was a couple days before the Ohio State game and. 2016 2017 so like late november late november um around that year that was a big 10 acc uh acc challenge right yeah we came back from like five with i don't know i think we came back by a little bit at the end of that game that was the game where london london has the picture of him 
yelling. He's all fired up. He hit a big shot. Is he in the G League? Yeah, he just hit like a yep. half court game winner the other night. They did, was brought, this on Wahoo? Yeah, thank you. Oh. Had, <laughs> I was uh, like, how did you know that? <laughs> this guy. 14 today. Nice. London. His team's 5 and 1. He's playing well. Mamadi, on the other hand, is, oh, it was, is falling out. Yeah, dude. I was going to ask you. Actually, that was my good news for the you, did you uh did you embrace the huddle that I mentioned, the good news critical number and all that? Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, oh, I'm nice. Mamadi was my good news. Um, Wait, can I can I ask out. one can I ask one more sure. thing about Wahoops? hoops? Yeah. Was this like a light bulb went off, or is this something in the back of your head that like I've always wanted to start a fan page, or maybe like I don't know for us yeah. for us old folks what? the Saber forums That's is kind of where I used to go. But yeah. where yeah. like where did the light bulb Saber. click when you were watching Ohio State and you're like I need all this information in one place, or is this a growing theory that you thought would and be successful? Icing well, on icing on that. Sorry. You were doing media uh, studies already. Were you already in your major there? Been, you know. So I just I just graduated. Um, oh okay. I gra- I graduated in August. Went to Costa Rica for two months. You know, nice. it's just I had been at school for five years plus. Nice. I actually <laughs> went. I I left UVA after five years and and summer classes. So it's the longest you could possibly stay at UVA. <laughs> I did something very you similar did, because you did I did on top on the victory lap. Oh man, I did the same thing. I went well. I went four years, but then I was like, you know what? I'm going to take summer classes from. I think in between my second year and my third year, I don't think I left Charlottesville for like four years. Does that make sense? Yeah, Three years. I was, mm-hmm. I was there every summer too. You were local, but um, it was. You know, I was just on Instagram. I think I came across. You know, I. I'm always have been into Virginia basketball, obviously. But so I had searched, you know, you know, I just searched around for things. And I think I'd come across a few other fan pages that were, you know, fairly successful, had like, you know, a couple thousand followers or whatnot, and kind of saw that it or realized it was kind of a thing. And then, yeah, I, I remember making it really late at night one night. Um, and then, you know, by the next day, I had like a hundred followers, and bots I just went with it. It, it. it evolved. It evolved like really, really slowly. Uh-huh. You know, first two years, I just kind of had it, and I was working as well. And what was you your know, a few months before the national championship is when I I was in Chicago, quit my job, and yes. came back here, and wasn't planning to do it full time, but you know, with our team really looking good and it just kind of worked out the timing. And that's when I was able to, to really start to uh, kind of build the content and make it more of like a 24 seven update. That's badass. You put, uh, pushed all your chips in with the team and said, go yeah. on your job. Nice. Well, yeah. So I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to visit this for, a, for I want to flush this out. So you were in Chicago yeah. working until 2000, March, 2019. Till um, like December, January. Yeah. And you were like, we're going to make a run at this. And, and <laughs> Kyle we're going to lose Zion. Kyle and we're going to win. Yes. Kyle guy hit a couple <laughs> free throws. And next thing you know, you have a social media platform. <laughs> well, I can't say I, you know, oh, quit my job and, and knew I was going to do it. But I, you know, while I was working, I just, it was, it was building momentum because everybody knew we had a good team that year. We were already like 
11 and 0 or whatnot. And um, yeah, it, it just kind of made sense for me at the time. And yeah, it worked out. I, Good for <laughs> you. Really like, you know, it, it just, it all kind of worked out. And uh, um, now you're on Teton yeah, Sports Talk. Yeah. This gives us motivation. <laughs> My job just quit me recently. So I'm feeling motivated by listening to this. I need I need to slide yeah, into more DMs. I wake up I wake up and go to work. Like oh, that bro. stinks. <laughs> oh man. And yeah, it does. Severance is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, um and so and so from there it you you grew and and you said we earlier, but how many how many is we? How many is we? It's actually changing right now, but um tonight like you're hiring it's, us. It's Yeah, if you want. <laughs> yeah. We do. I mean, we do as much UVA sports coverage as we possibly can. If you don't have a podcast yet, this is an interview, by the way. I used to have a podcast. I'm flipping it. Oh yeah. So you're you're a podcast. A lot of work. Yeah, I'm a former podcaster. Nice. Uh, Solo or uh, solo mission or with somebody on the team. It was actually a friend of mine who um, just really into like sports media. He went to Elon, but is a big UVA fan. Yeah. Luke Walker. He's from Richmond. The mod. Um, The 804. Yeah, we had As John Singletary, we had John Till Evans, J.R. Reynolds, Roger oh, Mason. Wow. Dude, you had some um, people in my era. Those are the, the old dogs. Basketball. Dude, those are the old dogs. That's awesome. Sean always, Singletary. Okay, yeah. let me – little tidbit about Sean, yeah, Sean Singletary is that my buddy uh, befri- somehow befriended him. I have no idea how. And after the season, he would just show up at parties and we're like, yeah, that's our buddy Sean. And that's like it was no big deal. And in fact, it took everything in me not just to fanboy out mm-hmm. and be like, "Hey, remember that shot uh, against Duke when you were fading away at the buzzer? That was sweet, right?" And we don't say we don't say the f word on this show, but it was right. the the Greek the Greek life is what they say because mm-hmm. fraternity is very cancelable. So it was right. Sean Singletary coming over to Zate. Yeah, and I felt like I calling was you a, out, Sean. Yeah, I felt like I was a rock star for being in the same room as him, and he <laughs> he would like give me a nod just because no, he recognized yeah. me from. Basketball team has been known to they've been known to show up at, at certain oh, still? places certain still? hours. Tony, I don't know. Tony B is not like oh. yo Kyle guy. Cut that top knot and stop going over to the Cabasig house. I can't speak for after my era, but they you know they're around. They were around. So when did you graduate? Oh, and how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. Twenty. I just turned twenty eight, so I graduated Congrats. in twenty fifteen. Still on the right side and of thirty. So who was uh, who was in your era? I feel like everyone has their era. We, had, I mean, I had Sean Singletary, and then I had Sylvan Landisberg. Yeah. So there was a little bit of a ebb and flow there. Who was your era of basketball players when you were in school? Keith, Keith Jennifer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Bracing. Majestic Mass. There you go. Yeah. No, that's all uh, Malcolm, I had that poster in my room. Malcolm. Malcolm was the guy yeah, from Malcolm. my era. Mike Scott. Um, no, that was, yeah, Mike Scott. Tail end. Yeah. I got to school and Mike Scott was the man. And then, you know, I actually met Brogdon in an Alderman library my my freshman year. And He's so he smart. Was, I'm pretty sure he was uh, out that year. He was he coming a off his foot injury, injury, right? At that time, like nobody really knew. You know, he ever he I think he had a good first year before he got injured. He was averaging like eight or nine, maybe. But um, I don't think anybody realized at no. all that. He was going to be, you know, what he turned out to be. So. Especially the Milwaukee Bucks. Good Lord. What did you do? Yeah. Why did you? Foot in your mouth. Eric foot injury. Bledsoe. 
Yeah, I mean, Brogdon is almost like the Pacers. almost averaging a triple double. He's like pretty close, isn't he? For the Pacers, yeah, yeah, he's Fairly close. All right, so having like twenty two. I was actually yeah, we were gonna talk. I was I was gonna mention how stacked the East is with Virginia alums and are all on different teams. Oh, I was, it's pretty I was, cool. I thought you were gonna say like the East in general. It's like they they have no shot this year. The Eastern Conference, yeah. What do you mean the Nets? Who, who's gonna come out of the East? The Nets. And you think they're going to beat the Lakers? Without Anthony Davis? Maybe. Speaking of foots. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, we, we don't have to argue this now. I'll take the Nets right now. Or the Pacers. Nets, Pacers. I don't think the Pacers Four are in the two. playoffs right now. Yeah, they are. are they Pacers. Under- Did you say the Pacers got to worry about making the playoffs? Thank you. They're not. I thought they were like, they're above 500. You have, you have to be like 20 games below 500 to be the eight seed in the East. So <laughs> good point. Really yeah, that's a good point. It, works out, it so. is getting a little better, though. All right, so let's uh, let's huddle up here, and and you you've been a privy t- uh, before our show to the huddle, but yeah, it is- I'm the I'm the guest handler. Uh, Massey is very nervous around famous people, so I decided to text you, tell you about the huddle. I appreciate so that. Now he's now he's um, he's ready to go. Good. <laughs> so let me remind the listeners: the huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something that you are stuck on, and your quote or question of the week. Gray, we'll kick it to you and go ahead and give us your good news of the week. Yeah, my good news is simple. It's Duke Week. Um, yes, Duke Week. Every time, it's, every time it's Duke Week or Duke Few Days, it's huge. And uh, I don't care if they're Jalen Johnson list. I don't care if they don't have a crowd. I don't care if they're you know eight and seven or whatever. They're gonna be talented and they're gonna they're gonna want to. This is basically their only chance to make the tournament. They have to beat us. Unless they want to win the ACC, so Duke I think, week. yeah, Duke. I think Duke, where they've gone wrong, is they have too many ugly white dudes on their team this year. Has it finally caught up with them? Usually, there's like one starts and then ones on the bench, but there's too many ugly white dudes on the floor. <laughs> yeah, for me to really be that afraid of them. But follow up question on Duke week: Is there a way without Jalen Johnson that that Duke can can beat beat UVA? Yes, it's on the road. My answer to that question is always going to be yes, mm-hmm. no matter what. You know, can we lose this game? Can is it possible? You know, in any way it's going to be possible. That's just my outlook on things, and that's not because of UNBC. That's just because of uh, I don't know. That's just how it's evolved. Yeah, Twenty eight years think... of UVA fandom has taught you to be cautiously optimistic. <laughs> no, but like I. I think Jalen Johnson, you know, did what he had to do, but Duke, you know, it's next man up. They have, they probably, what do they have? A couple five stars who probably aren't even in their rotation and they just plug one of those guys in. So, you know, and that, like and that, that guy looks like a rat on the sidelines. Coach K is, coach. coach K is a fake injury away from opting out of the entire season. <laughs> He's going to say my back here in, in two or three days and be like, my back. No, it's when the hair, di- be the it. hair dye starts dripping. Down, he's like, I. I just it's gotta, a bad look. I got to show him I'm gray, and I have to show weakness. Everyone loves the back, the coach K back. <laughs> so let me dovetail off your good news, and mine is Michigan State, Kansas, UNC, Duke, Kentucky, yeah. all stink. Mm. And that being said, Indiana, Indiana stinks too, right? Probably, I don't like, know. Like I've blue blood. We're doing blue bloods, right? Right, blue, blue blood shame. And and what I'm getting at is that. Is the one and done experiment? Does that seem to be failing? Is more programs that are developing players seem to have mm-hmm. 
have more success? And I'd want your opinion on that. You know, that's kind of a hot topic right now. I don't think, I, I think it's hard to say because until you really, until we really finish this year, we don't really know. I mean, I again, like Duke could win the ACC tournament, go on a run. Uh, anything could happen. Kentucky is really struggling. Like, <laughs> they're bad. They're in the dumps. But, yeah. you know, they had a couple games early on where they had a you know, chance to win it and missed a few game-winning shots. You know, they get down themselves. That's what happens with a young team. I don't think – I think you can throw in a couple kind of reasonings, but I don't really know if it boils down to it being a one-and-done problem. Um, I hope not because I kind of – I kind of like it. Um, I kind of like how we build our roster compared to, to those teams, and we're getting even better – recruits you know as we go so it's very 80s more and more success yeah very big east 80s i love it which which yeah. our, our version of it just no building a team three or four years um defense like tony i mean yes virginia and if the and like gonzaga's and all those schools that like build their players <laughs> not one and done i got you all right well yeah. well graham your good news of the week uh oh we talked about a little bit mamadi diakite ballin in the g league he plays for the Lakeland Magic. What question number one? Why would the Milwaukee Bucks name their G League team after a Eastern Conference rival? And two, Gray, do you have a jersey? Great question. <laughs> I do not have a Lakeland Magic jersey. I love <laughs> Mamadi is about as loyal. Do they sell them. <laughs> um, brand, so yeah. I love Mamadi. I'll give. I'll get. You know whatever jersey he has once he kind of gets himself into the mix i did get myself a joe harris jersey recently yes i'm Excellent. kind of on the next bandwagon and i've never been a fair weather fan but i've been rooting for them the last two years so i think that's I think totally, totally appropriate like i'm a mavs fan i grew up in fort worth like the mavs kind of stink and they've kind of sunk up and down since dirk um in 2011 won the, yeah. the nba uh, championship uh world championship and then mm -hmm. but since then and uva has be had better alums in the nba a better presence so i've definitely been a little bit of a pacers bucks nets um mm -hmm. i mean we had uh we had simba we had justin anderson on the mavs briefly so i was like super pumped at that point and yep. I think he's on the mat or wizards now but yeah so i i totally side with you just two, life. two things about Simba or uh, Justin mm -hmm. Anderson is that the the best videos that he is in is when he's getting in Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook's Russell way. Wilson. Sorry, Russell Westbrook's way when he's dancing, <laughs> yeah. and then getting yeah. that ball bounced off his head from that guy from the Knicks <laughs> that has got such a bad attitude. Oh, I forget his name. Grayson Allen is yeah. on the Knicks. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's is he been fired from the NBA yet? Hopefully, he makes a little bit more of a splash. Back to Mamadi yeah. Diakite. Do you think he should have kept the blonde hair? Because I think it be might be more in the league if he had such <laughs> a highlighted head. Demolition Man, Wesley Snipes look. That's yes. a great question. Uh, I miss I miss the blonde hair. He, you know, people kind of people kind of were giving him a hard time for it until you know what happened in the shot and the run and then after it he was yeah the purdue game everybody, everybody wanted him to keep it so i felt maybe, it, maybe it's unlocked his offensive game well well i will say this diakite's ability to get off the floor is one of his like more athletic like 
understated ability, his ability to get up and contest a shot. But when he had his yeah. blonde hair, he looked so fast. He looked 10 times faster jumping up with his blonde hair. <laughs> so, yeah. I wonder sure how many will bring it back. Yeah, I wonder how many Cisco jokes he got back in the day. And people, he's like, I don't know who Cisco is. The thong song? 2000? <laughs> no, 1999 joke? Even, yeah, I don't think Gray knows what who Cisco doesn't. is. Yeah. Um, uh, Gray, your critical number of the week. Yeah, uh, it's 100 for Tony Bennett's. It's kind of a negative one, but I have a positive spin on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. 100th loss for mm-hmm. Tony Bennett was what, on Monday. What was a good one? He, um, he made it count. <laughs> Yikes. So he's 292 and 100 at UVA. Pretty that's, good. You know, that's only a three to one ratio. It's, but it's an incredible record. You just putting that into perspective, like a three to one ratio over 11 years is like, you know, throwing one national title. That's a Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Career. He had to rebuild. Right he had to clean up some Dave Lado mess. Yeah. yeah. So Stank. my point is, like, we have this three to one ratio overall, but if you really think about it, what do, what do you think our fans expect? Probably a 10 to one, nine to one at I, least. Yeah. I mean, so, we're, people don't remember it the days. Perspective. No. Hmm? I said, people don't remember the days of like Pete Gillen's armpits, hoping that we're making the NIT. Yeah. With Pete <laughs> Gillen sweating on the sidelines. Oh no, I lost another one. <laughs> Is that what Pete Gillen sounds like? Oh, he looks, it's what he looks like he sounds like. Okay. Yeah, no, I, Is that okay? I couldn't agree more. I think <laughs> the new age, the modern UVA fans just, you know, they don't really understand it, and that's fine. But I think people who are older, like us, understand, you know, where we came from. And, you yeah. know, we lose one out of four games now it's like the sky's falling but that's tony bennett's yeah and that's it's his average it's a it's a you know what it is the, the, i'm a boomer millennial it's with the younger millennials it's the attention span i'm sick of this attention spans from these kids today i cannot <laughs> disagree with you more about the millennials and their attention span i'm kidding uh but not yeah the 90s were brutal i don't even remember the names of the coaches of the 90s besides pete Gillen in the late 90s but i don't even know who the coach like i can't even remember jeff jones Jeff Jones, that's right. Was he like that? Was a that must have been the seller? Because I, I actually wrote this down earlier. I was like, oh, it's. I was looking up the. I think the first time that I remember being super uber UVA because I was UVA football for a while. My dad played football there, uh, humble brag, and um, fifty eight to sixty one, and they were awful, like zero and eleven and stuff. Um, but anyway, okay. I really got into UVA basketball two thousand one. We went to the. Uh, we went to the to March of the Dance, and we lost Gonzaga. to Gonzaga. It was 20 years ago. Blows my mind. I didn't know it was 20 years since that game, 86, mm-hmm. 85. That's when I was like, I'm in. I'm in on, like, filling out brackets. I'm in on college basketball. I'm in on UVA hoops. Like, I'm not just going to watch football only now. So, yeah. Yeah, that's funny you bring that up because that's the first. That's when Gonzaga became something, too. That's the first NCAA game that I remember nice. watching. I remember. Uh, yeah, cause we didn't. We didn't go to the tournament. You know, we went to the lead eight in 95, and then I think we went in 97, and then we didn't get back until 2001. So, yeah, been, that was the first. Yeah, you would have been That young. was the first one. I was, I was drunk in Mexico watching it on TV, and you would have been like eight. Grade school? Eight? Yeah, nice. You were drunk in Mexico in 96 or 01? 01. Okay. 01. Okay. It's, it was it – was, no, it wasn't legal there yet. We did we did some things. <laughs> Mexico here is pretty strict, you know. It's pretty 
Pretty so I'm looking at this right now. We <laughs> we got up to number four in the country the next year in 2002. Yes, we didn't even make the tournament. That, that was the pivotal Pete Gillen. Yikes. Yes, the fall from grace. Where it was like that's the turning point. Yeah, that was the next year. And after I was like, oh, we're we're building momentum. We're building momentum. And oh, number four and like the ACC is amazing. Like Duke and Maryland yeah. and UVA. And then bottom drops out. No NIT. Do we even go to the NIT? Or do we say nah, we're good. We don't want to be a one seed in the NIT. I think it was the CBI back then. <laughs> Um, we lost to South Carolina in the Cox. look what looks like the first round of the NIT. Yikes! Trip down memory lane. Ah, uh, Graham, your critical number of the week. Mine's none. That's Duke's ranking. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, there is no there is no number. It's like the math class. Like the what is it? Like the there number, is no spoon kind the of thing? number does not exist. Or, I don't know. She has no name. She has no mean, number. I think it's a Mean Girls quote that I'm doing. Oh wow. Uh, my critical number of the week, and maybe we can uh, expand on this. There three, and that is three ACC teams in the top twenty-five. UVA at number seven, which um, will drop after that FSU loss. FSU at sixteen, and Virginia Tech at eighteen. We've lost to both. Is the ACC down this year? Can we? Can we? We can say that because if we look at the other conferences, yeah. uh, the Big Ten has five in the top twenty-five. The Big Twelve has five or six and the sec has four can you elaborate four on why? without kentucky that's nuts yeah and can you elaborate on why the acc is struggling in the rankings you know i think it's one is duke sucks um mm-hmm. that's an obvious and then their neighbors you know, without that's another you know a top five team that we should have and then that's a top five team playing every team in the conference right giving everyone else a chance for a big win also improving you know strength of schedule all around so usually we just usually we have more top teams and i think you know north carolina there's usually two out of duke north carolina and us that are in like the top five at least so yeah it just kind of trickles down from there and then i think we've been seeing kind of like the coastal and football just everybody sort of cannibalizing each other as john rostein likes to put it oh yeah you know just the bottom beating the top the bottom middle beating the upper middle um just kind of evening everything out even though you know still got teams like tech and louisville and uh unc who are looking okay but it's crazy like a team like syracuse i think they have six or seven losses you know they're not even near uh Big Ten team like Illinois, and this could be wrong, but there's an example out there of, you know, they have two, three more losses and they're three to five rankings higher. They're just treating the Big Ten like it's the ACC this year. Yeah. And I kind of am jealous. I feel like the Big Ten gets a lot of love preseason. I always like to do this. I like to trash the Big Ten for getting a lot of love. Like, this is the Big Ten's year. This is the Big Ten year. And I've done it this year. And now they're right, and it makes me feel foolish. Are they right? We'll see. March Madness. Yeah, but we will find out because they haven't won a national championship since, what is it, 01 or 2000? I'll take that. Who's that? Oh, Michigan State? Yep. Damn, that's a long time ago. No big team. Florida? Big Ten team has won. Mateen Mateen Cleaves. Trip down memory lane. Dang. You did that well. You know, this year, it's going to be crazy if – if A, Gonzaga doesn't win this year, or B, a Big Ten team doesn't win this year, 
most oh. people are expecting it to be either one of those things. If somehow an ACC team does it, I, I'll love that. I don't even care if it's Florida State. Um, if, I'm not going to say two other teams, but no, 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 no. I root for the ACC, but there are limitations to that at certain times. <laughs> What's that? If 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 Baylor wins, Waco will burn again. Yeah. I think there's yep. probably enough time between that and the, you know, almost genocide that was Waco. I can't I can't put any stock in Baylor until no, they're no. like in the final four. Have me. you seen have you watched Baylor play? I have, but not much. I've seen Gonzaga more, even though they're later. I just I don't know. I think I've I've seen just bits here and there of certain teams, certain conferences. I watched Baylor watch a lot more. I forget who they were playing. What they were they, playing what Texas. They, what do they do? Like, what's their? They have five people that shoot over forty percent from three. Oh, they're a three point because they used to be kind of an athletic but they're big. front court team. They, they have oh, okay. they have like one or two big guys, so yeah. they have the right recipe. But you just have to, you know, like you have to believe in Baylor, which I have a you know problem doing as well. Yeah, I think I just I just it's look neat. at the regular season as it is super important. You want to put yourself at a great seed and i think i've we have the luxury of sort of thinking this way now but you know last year didn't feel like this even though we somehow won 23 games that was i think people should talk about that a little bit more right because we won like last what season was incredibly impressive for what we had and how Especially at we the end shooting. yeah yeah at the didn't end we win, didn't we win like eight eight of nine finished eight, eight of nine did we it was eight straight. Yeah, no one wanted to play us come March, and FSU raised that stupid banner that was like, hey, we were pretty good oh, I saw that. going into the tournament. And you're like, shut up, FSU. You, you had to, like, beat – you had to squeak – They they FSU squeaked out a win so uh, Virginia couldn't share the ACC regular title. A participation banner? Yep. Yeah. They had a yep. participation banner. I remember banner. that. So, yeah, Baylor, I think a part of Baylor – this goes for Oregon. It's that neon crap. Like, if, oh. if UVA gets orange highlighter neon uniforms, I'm not going to take them seriously anymore. Have you seen the Miami Heat? It's kind of like the Miami Heat, Baylor, and Oregon. Oh, You're like, you like, can't win. I like the powder blues. You like the candy? Like They look like cotton candy. Miami Heat just went to the finals, bro. They, one side is the blue cotton candy, and the I other like side of the blue. jersey like is blue. the pink side. I the like ones that fade blue. from blue to pink. I like that 80s crap, that Don Johnson 80s Miami Vice thing. It's, I like it. It's cheesy. But it's nostalgic. All right. I'm old. I'm All old. Right. We're moving. We're, mo- we're moving on. We're moving on. Uh, Gray, something that you were stuck on this week. Something I'm stuck on. So something that seems to be a just a recurring, never-ending cycle, at least for me, in my experience, and then on the Twitter sphere, is Kihei Clark. Yes. Okay. And go ahead. He, oh. He just always seems to be the fans' scapegoat. And I'm stuck on the fact that the fans are so stuck on him not being the guy or him not being a leader. Like, I'm all for being critical of him and all all for holding him accountable for turnovers and whatnot. But it's like people think he's like this five-star and he – I don't know. I just don't get it. Do y'all see that too, or do y'all not like Kihei? No, I'm I'm in that? with I'm oh, in I with Kihei. you. I the picture. I have my moments where my face goes into my hands, my Kihei. Yeah, but it comes from too. a place of love because he is. He's not like Ty Jerome, where he's not like the he's not the the spoon that stirs the drink, so to speak. But he plays yeah. the most minutes, and he is so reliable on defense 
that you only have to worry about four guys really taking over a game. Besides that Georgia Tech point guard, who who was that? Who was that? No, clue. Alvarado. Yeah, that nice. guy is a stud. Um, we need a, we need this guy. We need we need a Wahoops. We need Gray to be on more. Yes, that was we quick. Do. That was um, very quick. That was crazy. come on again. Then um, nice. <laughs> so like I I believe in Kihei's ability to kind of like hold the floor together. If that makes any game sense, manager. glue guy. He's a glue guy. He's a Tom Brady of UVA hoops. But also against um, and maybe I'll go ahead and do my stuck on because we lost to Florida State like Mm. a bunch of jabrones. We looked soft, but there was ten minutes in there in the second half where Kihei was going at a different gear, and I I saw I saw him getting to the hoop. He's been doing this thing all year where he's driving to the basket, doing a shot fake, and then pitching it out. And you're like, just finish, just finish your finish your drive and then yeah. during that that 10 minute span we saw kihei like at i guess like 100 percent, maybe because he felt desperate and needed needed a spark mm-hmm. but he had like 12 yeah. points in 10 minutes or something like that and i was like we need that version of you yeah every game so from my perspective that was definitely something tony told him at half because they were they were pushing up real hard on him you've seen teams play him differently like some teams have sagged sagged off on him and just kind of given him the three and sort of played the space so that he couldn't drive. And FSU was all up all up on him to start that half. And I think problem with Kihei is he's so short. We've seen him get blocked so many times, even when he looks like he has three feet of space because some Jay Huff type is going to come out of nowhere and just easily block it. But you know, when he gets that first step, you know, if someone's playing him really close, if he gets that first step and gets enough space, I think he can take it all the way. But that's such a tough judgment call for him because he, you know, doesn't really know what's going on behind him or to the side. And, yeah, I give him credit because I think he does really well when he gets in the lane. And I know exactly what you're talking about when he when he jump stops, you know, and, uh, and then kicks it back out. That seems to happen over and over, but he's just trying to get into the paint and then get it inside out. And we don't have enough of that because we, you know, even though we have three guys over six, eight, those three guys over six, eight are shooting 40% from three. So they're standing out on the perimeter a lot. So someone's mm-hmm. got to get, someone's got to get in there because we don't feed the post. You can't just throw it around the arc. So he's really the only one who's doing it and he's going to have turnovers and he's going to get blocked a few times here and there, but uh, a lot of credit to him, I think for how he maneuvers for such a little guy. I'm glad, I'm glad we're on the same page. No, Matthew said he puts his hand, his hand, your head in your hands. And I'm like, yeah, if you close your eyes, you remember when he passed the ball to Diakite? Yeah. I I will never forget. I will never forget. (laughs) Yeah. Graham. Okay. Continue. Back, back to that. I mean, fans, you, like this has not stopped for like this has not stopped for two years. This is why I'm stuck on it because mm-hmm. even in 2019, people he was so much more obviously the scapegoat then because he was thrown in there as a freshman. He was you know inexperienced, but whenever something kind of went wrong, people were like, "Oh, Kihei is not good enough" because they know he wasn't good enough recruit. Blah blah blah. But, they put um, they put his picture next to Zion's back then. I is, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. who's this little boy? Like 
if he doesn't, if Mamadi doesn't make that shot, like people would have really not liked Kihei, like in that offseason. That's a fair point. Like, yeah. At all. They would have, you know, it just would have been a different road, but it's crazy. He should have, he, he didn't, I don't know how he didn't, but last year he should have gained a lot of people's confidence and a lot of people's trust, but. Clearly, he has a lot of people's, but not everybody. Yeah, that's hard because he. Yeah, the momentum. The momentum got killed by COVID going into going into the AC tournament. Also, and how I mean, we were winning. And how easy is it to blame his hair right now? I was gonna say it's like he's the grizzled vet, <laughs> like when Brett Favre grew a beard, it's like the old quarterback. He's growing his hair out, like the like yeah. an old quarterback grows a beard out. I, I like. I personally yeah. don't like it flopping around. I like it like yeah. when he has it in that headband and it's behind behind his head. I don't mind yep. hair. Do your thing. I didn't like how it got his top knot. I like that De- was DeAndre's bad. got um, DeAndre Hunter's got like a uh, Kid Harris thing going. You guys have ever seen um, House Party? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I wait. I, so growing Kihei, the hair out. What was I gonna say? Um, Kid's hair. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I played point guard, and even in middle school, my coach, my coach in seventh grade would make me cut my hair, so it wouldn't be in my, so it wouldn't be in my eyes. It's just. It's kind of funny that not a player's coach that doesn't happen at this level, I guess. Um, but Kyle, Tony, Kyle Guy yeah. had a couple of random haircuts and then he got it high and tight. Yeah, well, Tony looks like he's GQ looking, so you know, he looks like Clooney. Tony is like prime. the most handsome coach mm-hmm. outside of Jay Wright. <laughs> well, I would give him a little edge on Jay Wright, but Jay Wright might wait. One more, one more thing about Kihei. Oh, anytime. So I think you know, he's so cute. He <laughs> He's like Baby Yoda. He needs to be a game manager. He, I completely agree. Like, but you know, the other, I think two or three games ago, he was one for eight at half. And I was even thinking to myself, you know, why not just come out and be a game manager, find other people, whatever. He comes out, goes like six for seven, has 15 points. But, you know, even I, who I feel like I'm one of his biggest supporters, like I, kept saying no 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 like you know don't shoot and then it goes in but i think overall kihei shouldn't force the issue still like i i think he needs to manage the game we need to get most of our shots into sam hauser jay huff and trey murphy's hands and i think he knows that but there are times when you know, their yeah. teams kind of teams kind of want him to make plays, and sometimes he's forced to. So, shoot, two years ago, I wouldn't have said, "Let's get the ball in Jay Huff's hands." Right. I think one of his <laughs> yeah. biggest. I mean, this is this is so random, but I think one of his biggest threes was against Oregon, and and what like the yep. third round, mm. and that yep. made that made teams respect his his shot. And this year, he's seeming a little bit of that same. That same like temptation of like teams like okay you're gonna have to beat us from three and his motion has like a hitch in it or is so slow yeah that I'm like I if you that's not going in and half the time it is did y'all yeah did y'all know that Kihei led us in three point percentage last year and what it was no, no I, I don't have and, a clue fifty uh, two <laughs> it was like I think it was either thirty seven point five or like thirty eight point five somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And he led the team this year as a team. We're at basically forty percent. So that's still pretty that's, good. We're we're pretty we're kind of like good. live and die by the three right now. I mean, Jay Huff's back to the basket game is developing, but like you can't throw it in yeah. there and expect him to win a one on one. 
I think our team will be a little bit different in a year or two. I mean, we're we're definitely three point heavy and kind of like to sit around the arc, as I mentioned. But hopefully, we can get Caden, Caden, and maybe even Kafaro a little bit more in the mix next year and and beyond. Be a little bit more inside out. The thing I like about Kafaro, Kafaro, excuse me, is um, can we make a trade with the Pacers? Yeah, and get Brogdon. Um, well, we're gonna yeah. get back. We're gonna get back to the huddle. But the thing I like about Kafaro is that he comes in and just bruises whomever is in his way. He's like, yeah. guess what? You're gonna have to guard me, and I'm gonna post up hard every single every single possession. I'm gonna do it for 30 seconds, and this is gonna wear you out. And on the defensive end, he's this like same tenacious. Like you're gonna have to get position on me, and just that's his role right now. And I would love to see that role expanded. We have kind of gone on a tan- tangent yeah, here. For, for all the Jackson Hole listeners, like, you know, shopping at, at Whole Grocer, Kihei Clark plays for Virginia basketball. <laughs> <laughs> let's just bring him back in. Uh, Graham, let's get on your stuck on for the week. No, it's good. I like, I like the tangent. Uh, mine's pretty simple. Mine's just it's colder in uh, Texas, home than it is here. And things pop, pipes are bursting. The Mavs aren't playing. Daddy's, daddy's getting a little worried about his family. Oh, down there in Texas? Yeah. My sister, who lives in Austin, has been without power for like and they're getting, three days. Yeah, the people like are getting shamed. It's all these like, ooh, this is what happens when there's one inch of snow in Texas, like cars going to snowbanks. Used to be funny. People are people are getting hurt. Things are people yeah. are losing jobs. <laughs> Things are changing. It's not <laughs> as funny as you think it was. Oh man, Texas, poor Texas. <sighs> Have I ever really cared about? And Dak Texas? Prescott has not been signed yet. A lot of things going on down yes, there in Texas. It's tough. Is Mark Cuban, when he runs for president, going to have to sell the Mavs? Uh, absolutely not. And well, I mean, Bush had to do with the Rangers, so you might be right. But he, you know, what he wanted to do? Oh, play the national yeah. anthem at the White House. Oh, yeah. All right, he's progressive. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, so we're now on our fourth fourth uh, category here. It's quote or question of the week. Gray, oh. I will kick it to you. It can be either. It's a flex option. Why don't you all do yours? I, I forgot about this one. All right. So uh, my question of the week is. We have we have a little thing on here we call we're calling you out, brother. And that is when teams, for instance, like BYU during mm-hmm. the football season, BYU called out Gulf Coast, Carolina, University, Coastal Carolina, AM. Coastal Carolina. Right. Dude, Carolina's had a bad <laughs> year except for them. The Panthers suck. UNC Duke suck. So yeah, continue. Oh well, anyway. <laughs> and they were like, let's just make it happen. One week notice, we're gonna fly down to to where are they? Coastal Carolina? Oh, uh, I thought, it was, eight? I thought I it was Gulf Coast Community College. And South Carolina. Point is. Oh, wrong Carolina. UNC, <laughs> UNC did this. They said, we need to play somebody. Northeastern s- stepped up to the plate. I feel like in the COVID era, everyone is like, oh, this is normal. I would love to normalize this after the COVID era and like have a the, yeah, three the, or four yeah, games yeah. in the schedule open. Wrestler. And you just like. The AD just tweets out who wants to play us next Wednesday, and someone comes back and they figure yeah. it out in a couple of days, and all of a sudden you have you have a random game that no one expected. It's it's Goldberg and the WCW yes. calling out Steve Austin and the WWE exactly F, F back in the day, yeah, and just saying I want I want you to I want to challenge you in that that stupid belt you wear because it doesn't mean nothing unless it's on me, brother. Yeah, yeah, calling you out, brother, calling you out. I, I'm a big proponent of this. Like bubble teams, like bubble teams could just be like, hey, yes. Duke could Duke could yeah. do this. Duke would have the opportunity to do this. I, the one thing I will give them is if they wanted to do like, remember like the bubble t- the bubble system for the NBA where they the Suns all, almost made it. They had to win like eight in a row. Oh right, like yeah. that sort of thing. It's cool. I like that stuff. 
I'm into it. Yeah, yeah that'd be exciting. And the trading, the college, uh, you trade scholarships for NBA players to come back to their alma maters to play for you again. Did I was talking about earlier with Brogdon? Yeah, there'd be a, there'd have be to be a fun. lot of brown brown bags delivered on doorsteps for <laughs> someone in the NBA to play college again. But whatever. Dude. <laughs> whatever. So what, what's your quote or question of the week, Graham? Can you say Winsel, Winsianapolis? <laughs> what? <laughs> I messed it up. It used to be Winslevania. Uh, Carson Win- Wentz, he got traded. Yes. yes. Yeah, it used to be Winsylvania. Now it's Wincyannapolis. Wincyannapolis. Yeah. This, Massey's, Massey loves Carson Wentz. This completely went over my head. Also looks like Pete Gillen's son. Carson Wentz is now in Indianapolis. <laughs> he is. You didn't know that? I've missed it. You've been nervous all day about this interview. I have. So. I've been completely <laughs> brushing up on all my He's UVA on the Colts. Stuff. He's a Colt. I complete. I, I rewatched the, the 2019 Manning. March Madness tournament just in preparation the next for this interview. Andrew Luck, maybe actually, maybe what if the Colts have two quarterbacks that retire early? I feel like Wentz might do this. If he sucks again, he's just going to retire. They're going to pay him that much money. They're, they're going to eat that contract. They're going to eat that. How much of the cap space Second, is there left? Uh, third round pick. They didn't. It didn't cost as much as it was like being said. It was like they wanted as much as uh, the Texans won for Deshaun. It ended up being a third round pick and a conditional second. So the Ooh. salary's rough, but the picks weren't as bad as they were. Like Philadelphia wanted two first rounders to start, and they were they just had to fall off that wall. Yeah, Detroit. Yeah, when, you, when you devalue your own player, you can't turn around. And exactly. <laughs> like this guy didn't when, start, but we'll take two first. They rounders. started a Alabama alum quarterback over him. That is disgusting. Yeah, that doesn't work very well. Yeah. <laughs> Did uh, did um, I give you enough time to to think of a quote or question of the week, Ray? Yeah, I mean, I think just something I've been thinking about, and I guess I'll turn it into a question: is will our offense? You know, we have we have one of our best offenses mm-hmm. ever. Not you know, besides twenty nineteen, but every year we've had a great offense. We've made a at least an elite eight run. So, you know, despite our defensive kind of struggles this year will our offense kind of take us far in the long run and i i think that's a question that Mm -hmm. obviously can't answer right now but i think it will and i think people are forgetting about you know how good our offense is and how we haven't had great offenses in the past and uh so we shall see see if we hold duke to 50 or less with that with that in mind like our so UVA's offense at one point was top five or still top five scoring offense. Yeah, I get, uh, I get so sick. I get so sick and tired of people being like, "Well, they, it's just such a boring game." They win like fifty-eight to sixty-four, and you're like, "Every college team that's the that's the college team score." Well, that was all you. Could, that was all people did from two thousand eighteen to two thousand nineteen was poo-poo on UVA. <laughs> yeah, or longer than that, actually. I will, I will say the defense never gonna win. Can you elaborate yeah. on this? Uh I feel like everything when people look at UVA and they're like, how are we gonna attack this defense? It's Sam Hauser. Is that fair to say? Um and Murphy. I think early on in the season it was. I feel like he's gotten a lot better with his positioning and his slides and his rotations. I think he was just a little late on just about everything to start. And I've noticed a big improvement but it's it is hard to um you know cue in on all those things every game but he's looked solid on the defensive end to me but definitely not wrong because he was he was struggling early on and it was pretty obvious 
where do you where do you see the bright spots in our offense i feel like i mean and this i'm i'm going straight negativity here where where there's a positive show yeah i feel like we've been cold and in spots like all of a sudden wolden tinsai found himself back in the rotation because he's a streaky shooter and like maybe we can just get nine threes out of this guy and it just hasn't seemed to like we don't have our guide necessarily like, hey, we need six points. Who's going to get us six points in the last you know, 90 seconds, so to speak? Is there someone on your radar that can potentially fill that role? Um, sorry, are you saying Walden Tensize? I was looking at our schedule. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I was just saying like – He's bored. Yeah, I, I was just saying <laughs> no, that – to... I'm just kidding. I was just saying that like we're, we're kind of like grasping at straws a little bit to, to find yeah. a spark – is there someone that needs to come on or has the potential to come on for UVA's offense that can, you know, dominate like the Dirk Nowitzki, just get hot yeah, at the right time and we can ride that in the tournament for a while? I think, you know, it's if it's going to be someone kind of not in the main rotation, it's going to be Walden Tinside for sure. He, I mean, I've heard all sorts of negativity about him this year. You know, you hear it about everybody, but, you know, he just wasn't in the rotation there for a while. And he's had two or three big games, you know, when he's gotten the minutes and gotten the time and he's lethal. I think people forget how good he was last year. We, we would have Mm -hmm. probably been 19 and 11 if, if we didn't have him last year. Um, And yeah, if it's going to come from out of the rotation, the main rotation, I think it's him. But for me, just at, every time we get Murphy, Hauser, Huff, the focus of the shots, I think we win 99% of those games. I think that should be our focus. You know, Kihei shouldn't be shooting 13 times. He should be shooting eight. And Hauser should have 12 shots. Huff should have 10 shots. And Trey Murphy should have, you know, 10 shots too. I think if we get the ball in our shooters' hands, we win a lot of games. But I think it's Walden Tensai. You know, I think he's the X factor. I like that answer. Yeah, Excellent. I'm okay with that. I think this I guy think knows he what he's talking about. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't see anyone getting enough, enough minutes. I don't think we're gonna see quite enough of McCoy or, you know, any of the any of the freshmen really. But another, I mean, an X factor. Based on minutes, another one is Beekman. If Beekman can shoot the three or shoot open jumpers and become a threat from outside, because he's already playing, you know, 30 minutes a game, but he doesn't really, he's not really a threat from the three yet. He can make them, but um, he could really stretch the floor for us and uh, be extremely dangerous driving the ball if, because he already is, but I like what I see out of Beekman a lot. Yeah, there's so there's so much there. Well, he's so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gray, we are almost we're almost out of time. We really appreciate you coming on here. Uh, yeah. Your astronomical success compared to our mediocrity is something something worth noting. <laughs> so we we appreciate you condensing all the UVA sports facts into one nice neat little page, and we'll plug your. Uh, Wahoops one more time. Go to Instagram, follow Wahoops. It is an incredible follow if you're in the UVA realm. Yeah, you've talked to Tony Bennett, haven't you? 
Yeah. Met this him. has been Teton Sports Talk. We uh, interviewed a guy who talked to Tony Bennett. There it is. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> We're not done. I'm just one, one step closer. Uh, Grant, step I'm going to sign off uh, for the show, but stay on the line. Okay. Sounds good. Sports fans, it's been Teton Sports Talk here on 89.1 KHOL, and that is it, and that is all.